Well, we are moving into the romantic part of the, the of the year. The romantic are we, Mike? Season, the season are we, of romance. Is that just because of Valentine's? You're damn right, Ted. You're but it seems right. like it's still the dark time of the year. I mean, to me, romance is a two-way street, and I don't know a single guy that gets excited about Valentine's Day. I feel like it's an obligatory. It's like yes. I don't know, man. It's an extra Christmas. <laughs> it, it's kind of like you know when the court says, "Hey, you got to clean trash on the highway for thirty days." Yes. You're not necessarily an environmentalist. It's something that you have to do because the repercussions are right. bad if you don't. Right. Right. That's all it is. That's I'm the being whole thing. coerced. We're the ones that get to put up the effort on that, by the way. And everything that, look. Baby, the problem I'm is sorry. This, I didn't get you anything for Valentine's Day. All right. Because of that yeah. day. Everyone jacks up the prices of everything. Oh, my yeah. God, yes. Flowers go through the roof. Chocolate sure. goes through the roof. Everything goes. All the restaurants turn to garbage. Right. Like they give you some ass menu that mm-hmm. that's not the reason why I picked your restaurant. The whole thing just sucks. But you're right. The pressure is all on the dudes. It is. 100%. Yeah. yeah, well, it's like Christmas. The pressure is on Santa. Right. That's right. The father gets the worst gifts of the entire day. Yes, he does. And then he gets yes, that. Yes, he does. Because Santa doesn't care about the dads as no. much nope. as long as the dad signs the check. Santa doesn't <laughs> give two Fs about the dad. Oh, no, you're a father doesn't. now. You're on your own. It's like back to back. That's right. Socks. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with socks. I actually really enjoy them. I'm, gra- I'm grateful for socks. Oh, mercy. But there are some people that are uh, they're trying to hook up somebody, and you might be having a little bit of trouble. In fact, some might call you undateable for these reasons. The undateable. 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 The Men's Rooftop 10. Ten mistakes you're making that make you undateable. I started out what I thought was a casual conversation about medical maladies over appetizers. Yeah. Like... The occasional cyst that shows up because of an ingrown hair. I just wait for it to come to a head like an oversized pimple and then squeeze the holy bejesus out of it until it oozes clear and I feel better. That could explain why she didn't finish her shrimp cocktail. It might. I did though. So these are mistakes that you're making that makes you undateable. Was there ever somebody that you guys encountered as you were going through your dating life where it was definitely a one and done? You, you met him and it was like, okay, this is gonna be the last time I see these. This oh person. yeah. Oh, yeah. just going to like. Yeah. Sure. I mean, sometimes it's nothing bad. You just don't click on a first date. So it's like, all right, sure. we don't have to do this again. And exactly. some people, I just felt like, man, I'm gonna wake up and she's standing over me with scissors. You know, it's just a vibe. Not anything she said. It's just a vibe you get where it's like this for safety reasons. Let's not date. Yeah. But then uh, the last one that they have here on the bottom of the list is dwelling on past relationships. Well, yeah. Which, yeah. Nobody wants to hear about your, like, come on, man. Exactly. There's a time and a place. Yeah, you don't go to the car dealership and tell them about every car you've ever owned. Exactly. I just want a new car. Exactly. There there was a. The difference was a, is they'll listen because they want your money. There was a moment there in dating where my previous relationship was affecting me, and I was upfront about that. I was like, I want you to know this messed me up kind of bad, so I'm. I'm getting over this. That's a terrible start, Mike. It is. Yes, it, is. it was a bad a start. Terrible, terrible. But you know what? She stuck with me. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Focusing solely on personal life. It says achievements in the profession realm. Uh, the professional realm are undoubtedly significant. However, if conversations are limited to work-related topics, it can hinder the exploration of other shared interests or experiences. I think well, you sure. just you just talk about what what you do for a living, what you do every day, and you know, I'm interested in that. Like, okay, exactly. well, like, you're learning who this what, person yeah. is. 
Is it saying like spending too much time on your personal life? Can I I misread that professional life. Professional, professional life. Yeah. yeah. So it's not it's not about the personal life. It's about the professional life, and it's and it's spending too much time talking about your job. It is always about your job. I did this at my job, and I do this and that and the other thing. And well, I know that means I'm telling like, you, I'm not making time look, for you. I mean, that's, right. that's basically I, what that I, is. I, I care about what you do for a living. What I don't care about is the fact that the receptionist and you have a friction, and you've always hated her, <laughs> right, right. and she's always trying to undermine you, and how well, you know, like you never get along, and, and she doesn't want to include you in the friend group. And like, right. I, who cares? Yeah, well, yeah, and things don't for tell dues, me that crap. Things for dues to consider: Do you work to live or do you live to work? That's kind of what this is saying. If sure. all you could talk about is your job, like Ted's saying, you're not going to have any time for me. Yeah, that's exactly it. Right. And you're telling them that. Right. I'm you just know, here for the sex. Striving to do your best and to, and to climb the ladder as high as you can. Absolutely. Okay. How, how's your home life? Don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I live alone. Being excessively critical shows up on the list of mistakes that you're making that make you undateable. Well, sure. While it's natural to have preferences and opinions, continuous critique or judgment can inhibit the free flow of conversations. It depends. It depends on the topic. For an example, I will go off on ciabatta bread. Sure. So if they have it on the menu, we're out for a first date, and I see the hamburger has ciabatta, I'm going to be like, can a place put hamburger on ciabatta bread? And it might seem like I'm nitpicking, but I'm not. I'm dead serious. <laughs> And if you think that ciabatta bread is superior in any way, shape, or form, this might be a breaking point for me, where I'm not sure if this is going to work out in the long run, because I'm not having that in my home. See, I'm thinking that you're using this as a springboard into a into I'm a just telling stand-up. I'm just routine. telling you, man. No, I mean, that's serious. Ciabatta bread, game over. But I think also the person on the date with the might be like, Jesus Christ, it's ciabatta bread. This guy's right. like, <laughs> I'm gonna, and, we're not doing a second and, date. Ted, that person is right. <laughs> I admit I to this. I admit to this. I admit. Well, generally on the first or second date, you're not going to unleash a, like a lot of your truth. You stuff. shouldn't. Right. I mean, you could just dump on people. They're going to be like, I mean, look, I've had it happen to me. Just like, all right, that was that was just a lot. Right. I will say uh, one. The, the first night I kind of like met my wife where we spoke. Where are you from? She said Pennsylvania. I went on a 20 minute tear on how much I hate the state of Pennsylvania and why. Perfect. I broke it the hell down. Now, here we are. <laughs> At least it wasn't Bolsonaro. That yeah. takes me to my next point, dominating conversations. It's essential to be conscious of the conversation flow, ensuring it's not one-sided by creating an environment where both individuals feel heard and valued. The foundation for a strong bond is set. Yeah, listen to both people. That's kind of important. Can we have sex now? I've listened to everything you had to say. I hear you. I yeah. respect you, man, but I'm trying to get up in them guts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, God. Why do you think I'm here? Well, where is that? Because I really was dying to eat lobster with you sitting God. across from me. Steve yes, we have a good conversation. That's great. But y- you didn't know what? Oh, I'm sorry. When I asked you that, I'm saying you want an F? You are a poet, sir. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely sometimes you'll go out. Look, I can think of one girl right now, but I mean, she I did not. She wasn't a good person. Right. <laughs> she was kind of racist. <laughs> kind of racist. You sex, can't be kind of racist. <laughs> the sex was unbelievable. I remember you telling me about it. Like, hey, man, she says some stuff, but oh, my God. Right. She's the one that came back for her pillow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, I remember. I like, know I told what brand this, of pillow that is. I've told this story before, but I mean, like, I'm walking down the street, and she's going on and on and really letting me know what she thinks about stuff. But, like. Remember, I hung up the phone. I was like, Jesus, you're not a good person. Oh, God, why did I have sex with her one more time? <laughs> Thrill, I'm sorry about it, but I, I got to go back in real quick. Hang on. Uh, perfume or cologne overdose. Yes. Which God, It's worse than the elevator. It does get that bad. 
Like I, I, I found the happy medium because I would spray on the on the cologne and it wouldn't quite take. But then I, I was around people that it, it wasn't overpowering, but they smelled like cologne all the time. Right? It was a nice smell. And I finally asked one, I was like, how in the hell do you just get that smell to stick on you the entire time? It's like straight out of the shower. You let the pores yeah. open up, and then when you spray it in there, the pores kind of close on it, and then it just sticks with you. And then be done. Then be Correct. done. You need I one don't shot. need to smell you from across the table. My hope is that, because I'm here to have sex, that uh, hopefully when we start doing it, I think, wow, you actually smell really good. Right. But I only know that because I'm right next to you. This neck. doesn't smell like sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's also just the scent. Right. If you don't sure. like the scent, that's a problem. My, my beard conditioner I have right now. Ted, you would love it because, as me and my wife say, it smells like stripper vanilla. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know. I even made the joke. I said, Ted would love this. Stripper but vanilla. It does. I mean, it's just, it's a guaranteed scent. I know you said you liked it. And yeah. I don't remember what they call it on the little bottle there, but I'm like, that is what I smell. Mistakes that you're making uh, that make you undateable, overstepping personal boundaries. Well, yeah. That doesn't even have to yeah. do with dating, man. If you just overstep period. personal boundaries, you're going to lose people. Using dating icebreakers or dated icebreakers. I disagree. Those are funny. If you use them if right, they they're have funny. The sense of humor, right? There's a comforting but if it's familiarity. Dated, you might not get it. Yeah, no, you, you don't date older women. That's. I mean, that's why. I mean, that's why. Like, I think yeah, that one's okay. Like dated icebreakers. Yeah. Damn it, Ted. What do you want to go home on your rotary phone? <laughs> <laughs> What's your sign? Sharing personal details too swiftly. Openness and vulnerability are valuable in building trust. However, the pacing of personal uh, revelations plays a crucial role in forming connections. Sharing intimate details or past experiences too quickly can sometimes feel overwhelming or rushed. Agreed. Well, hi. My name is Steve. I have ulcers in my armpits. There was a gal that I matched with back when I was doing, like, the the dating apps, and she revealed some trauma that she had been through, like, sentence three of our back. back Oh, God. All she wants to do is just hang out with me. It's like, after what you've been through, how do you like men? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> right. I think you need to talk to somebody, and it's not me. <laughs> Delving deep into controversial topics early on. The foundation of a new relationship is often built on shared interests, mutual respect, and common goals. Introducing potentially divisive topics too soon might overshadow the common ground. Starting I don't want to find out later, though. I'd rather you, like, I'd rather you just... As Ted would say, pull the hood off. More accurately, <laughs> yes, pull the hood off, but also how passionate are you for it? All right. You but know I what need I mean? to know that because that, that'll keep me away or, or make me more compelled to like you. Sure. Depending on if I share the same idealism. Sure. And I'm talking about more of these different topics where it's like, you know what? I kind of feel this way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't talk about it at every doggone lunch that I go right. to. But if you ask me my opinion on this, I tend to be more towards it. I know it's mm-hmm. not the way that society thinks, but I tend to be more towards this way. <laughs> yeah, I generally I don't have one until it's necessary. Depends on the yeah, level of your right. passion and what you hate. Correct. If you say like, I cannot stand the Portland Timbers, I'm like, all right, I understand. All right, right. okay, all right, continue. Right. Yeah. But if you get into something else, it's a little bit more heavy. It's like, all right, well. let's talk about race and why you hate them. <laughs> because my knees hurt. No problem. Ted, and I can't run for very long. I pull out a little list like. <laughs> What ethnicity would you like me to start with? <laughs> Let's start. <laughs> I mean, look, in all honesty. What do you last, think about the finish? Last summer, I was at a bar outside of Portland. I'm chatting up this woman, and she's like, yeah, I just got out of a relationship. And I was like, oh, yeah, how long? She was like, six months. And what happened? She goes, found out he was a white supremacist. Uh, okay. And I was like, it didn't come up in the first five months? She was like. 
I don't know. It's I've had a tough time finding somebody I like. He said some oh. stuff that was questionable, but I kind of blew it off. Like so, it was the final straw. And it was like you know, some going to some rally or something. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. All right. There were no red flags there. Uh, emoji overload in texts. Emojis, when overused, can cloud the message's intent or come across as insincere. When engaging in digital conversations, especially in the early stages of getting to know someone, it's beneficial to strike a balance. Also, I'm just going to put it out there. If you're going to come at me about my manhood and then just, you know, do nothing but emojis in all of your texts, like, <laughs> settle down there, buddy. I do the same thing with everybody. I just send back the poop. <laughs> it's smiling. It pretty well blocks the text, Jane, because I didn't say anything to initiate you responding back. Right. Right. But now I can't expect a serious answer yeah, from no, you, Miles. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just I'm basically saying, like, work stuff, really? And I got a poop emoji back. Yeah. Like, yeah, what right. does that mean? <laughs> exactly. You can't respond because you're so confused. But I need a response from you. Well, if you need one, I'll give you one. But if not, here's some poop. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <sighs> what if yeah. I sent you poop and then an eggplant? What would you think I wanted? <laughs> I do. I know. Okay. <laughs> I just suck you. I'll be your backdoor man. Yeah, I'm bad with emojis. I'm more of a ha ha guy. There you go. But then the number Thumbs one, up. the number one, the mistake that you're making that makes you undateable, and I disagree. Over prioritizing your pets. Our pets, be it cats, dogs, or birds, oh, hold God. special places in our hearts. They become part of our daily routines and cherished memories. Nevertheless, if the anecdotes and tales about them dominate date conversations, it should overshadow, or rather, it could overshadow other topics. It does. I've seen the movie. I mean, to me, it's like, I assume you like your pet. That's why you have it. Like, you don't have to explain. Now, you can tell me funny things your pet has done. Right. But if you go on about your love for your pet, like, well, yeah, that's why you, you have a pet. You should love the pet. But it shouldn't family. be. But the whole focus of your life should not be your pet. I'll tell you what. I'm always more entertained by the people that are like, I hate my dog. Because you dog. know they're not going to do anything about it. They're just going to live with it until that right. thing's done. I'm like, this I enjoy listening to.